They talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. They talking all of they talking all of they talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host tonight, Alo Aaron Lloyd. I'm joined by my best friend, X Two Fly, Eric Trembicki, aka No Burgers 2023. Hey, 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 <laughs> and also now to be known as the Asylum Rumble Champion. Looks good on you. Mm. It does. It does. The uh, the little like magenta hints of coloring. Something I've been excited to have in my possession for uh, some time now. Shout out to the folks in the uh, Asylum Wrestling Group. I actually won this January 29th, and I received it June 29th. Six <laughs> to the day. Oh, that's dope. Gold, Nick Francis, shout out to them. But uh, nice little two millimeter custom boot. Uh, it's going off the New Japan um, never open weight theme, but it's for the yearly Royal Rumble. I believe they only used this design last year and this year, and I think they. They had a different design for the Rumble years years in the past, but I've been excited to have one of these from uh, the guys from the Asylum. So shout out to them. Shout out to me, the new Asylum Rumble champ. Right, what t- up, though? Right, taking a swig of that Corona protein drink. I like that. <laughs> um, so as always, subscribe on all podcast platforms, iTunes, Google Play, Poppy, and Stitcher. Ringside Collectibles, use promo code MMAN to save 10% off your order. Get your new AEW Supreme figures, which the mailman fucked up today, but we'll let that go. Um, so, we're actually on back-to-back weeks for the first time in a while. And last week we talked about the big news of Vince stepping down. And we didn't have quite clarity about what was going to go on as far as creative. So, Homage has got the book. Um, he's had... Two or three, he's had two weeks under his belt so far. There were small changes last week going into SummerSlam as far as Raw and SmackDown goes. If you watch Raw this past week, there were, you could see the differences in Raw with Triple H in charge. So, since we didn't really have this news last week, what are your thoughts on Triple H running creative? I'm loving it. So the go home show to SummerSlam was a real life teaser on what to expect. You know, we already had these storylines that have been booked for weeks to, for the build up to SummerSlam. Um, so it was it was just to help build anticipation. Uh, I did not did not see the go home SmackDown, so I don't really I don't think he really sprinkled anything or that. And just a, uh, a little nitpick. Triple H doesn't even have two full weeks yet under his belt. So, you know, we got to get through SmackDown this week, and then he'll be at two weeks. But um, SummerSlam, I thought, was great. Um, For the listeners at home, Aaron and I both did not watch live, but I did watch the full show in its entirety Sunday, and great show. Um, It really delivered. There's a lot of uh, small nuances that I really appreciated. Um, The commentary called referees by their name. (laughs) <laughs> which that has been a thing that they didn't do for 15 to 20 years. Uh, they referenced several wrestlers that no longer work for WWE. Yeah. They referenced the Hardys. They referenced Matt and Jeff. Um, I love, you know, during Roman Reigns' entrance, them talking about his reign. Uh, he just this week passed the 700-day mark. Uh, if he, we get through the, a month. He's going to hit two years exactly, but I believe he's now in the top five, if not top four, longest of all time. Uh, Pedro Morales, Hulk Hogan, Bruno San Martino, I believe are the only three ahead of him. There may be one other. 
But shout out to Roman Reigns. Uh, he's the one. He is doing something incredible. Um, I was even catching up with some friends this week who haven't watched the product more than three times in the past two years, and they were asking about Roman. I was like, look, what he's doing right now is better than anything he's done in his career, and it's you know, arguably the greatest thing going on in pro wrestling. So uh, a hell of a main event. You could argue out of the seven matchups we had between Brock and Roman, this was the best. Um, so shout out to Triple H for that. Uh, and then also looking into Monday night, he delivered tenfold. Yeah, definitely. Well, first of all, you missed one thing that I'm. That I wish you brought up because I was about I to praise you. For you. Michael Cole looks so happy, and if Michael Cole's happy, I'm happy because Cole's been awesome for the last week and a half. Cole's been awesome since he has his new partner. He's even said in, in, in interviews, he's made the statement, Pat McAfee has reinvigorated his passion for his profession. Um, you could argue, even during the um, lockdown, that some of his interactions with Bailey, he was, you know, he was very colorful. He was, he was doing some good work, but he was on fire, and his commentary with uh, during the main event was amazing. Oh yeah, I loved one of the one of the last counts for when they were trying to count Brock. Count faster! Count faster! Yes. Damn it. Yeah, it's like the whole thing of like not having Vince here all these, all for for the first time in all these years, and kind of like letting the chains off. Well, shout out to Curtis Axel. But the chains are off when it comes to Michael Cole. Michael Cole can actually have fun again. You talked about him mentioning the Hardys, the Dudleys, and Edge and Christian. Most of those guys aren't even with the company anymore. And the fact that they're actually referencing these things is fun because they're not avoiding their history like Vince would. Now, also, like when you look at the uh, Triple H Shaking Park Creative, you sent me the video of the Key and Peel thing where. where um, Jordan Peele's dapping up everybody from NXT, all his, the quote-unquote deemed NXT guys in the video from their skit. He's dapping them all up and walking right past the Vince guys. And something like that, that's important too because Triple H's kids are going to get their just due. We just saw Dakota Kai come back on SummerSlam, who was released and was back instantly once Triple H got the, got the, reins, of the, got the reins of creative again. EO, well, now EO Sky, she was in NXT 2.0. Yeah, Alfred. don't let people rename his kids. I don't appreciate that. <laughs> well, whatever it is, EO Sky's in a position that she would ne- she would have never been in if Vince was in charge. There's a rumor going around that that stable was pitched by Bailey before Dakota Kai even got released, but Triple H is going to listen. You also hear in interviews that the difference between Triple H and Vince is that in NXT, Triple H will actually listen to you and actually give it a chance, and but Vince wouldn't if he didn't like if he didn't like it at all. But also, like something about Triple H, you're going to see too, and you've already seen on Monday Night with, with Ciampa, his guys who kind of get lost in, in the WWE shuffle with Vince in charge. That's not going to happen anymore because the first thing he's doing right now is rebuilding Tommaso Ciampa because there's no reason Ciampa should be doing what he's been doing for the last four months since being on on Raw, and that's teaming up with the Miz and doing all this lackluster stuff. Tommaso Ciampa was the wrestler of the year a couple of years ago, the biggest heel sure. in wrestling year, years ago. One and, of the greatest NXT champions of all time. Yeah, and there's no and there's no reason that he should be doing what he's doing, walking around with the Miz, even though the Miz is excellent. There's no reason he should be doing that stuff with the Miz. And then now with Triple H in charge, you base all his NXT guys have become have become essentially jokes. They're gonna get reborn again to their NXT characters because even if they lose, I don't think they lose anything. So you got look at guys like Shayna Baszler. I think Shayna Baszler will go back to the NXT Shayna Baszler. We talked about Champa. Um, we talked. Uh, who else was was deemed somewhat of a joke and on the main roster? Um, 
I had a whole list. We talked about the Kodakai, Io, Io Sky. If people like that, the ones that are kind of get reborn, you heard rumors, rumor in your window about Sasha Banks and Naomi coming back since Triple H has the book now, which I, I do actually do believe because I guarantee if he got Dakota Kai back in a few days, he definitely made that call to Sasha Naomi. And Sasha Banks is one of Triple H's kids as well. I love the resurfacing of the picture of the two of them when they won the tag titles and Triple H, you know, yeah. hugging and embracing them. So Yeah, so you I right. would love them coming back and them getting the belts give them their belts. Yes. Give them their belts they never lost. Yes, and that that yeah, definitely. And um also yeah, I had this, the US title. There's a video pack like I don't know if you saw the meme, but there was a meme of like Vince in a rocking chair watching that US title promo because the titles are shit. The US title is probably the U.S. title is not as on the bottom as the IC title was, but it was right above the IC title. But you're doing a video package or a lineage of the U.S. title showing you, showing you why you should actually care about the title and showing you who the former champions are, past and current. And it's like, that's more that's more than what Vince done with the U.S. title. And I can't tell you, and since John Cena probably held it. And that was in 2015. So you got that. So it's like putting implements on the titles. You already know, like, he's probably going to have to do title by title, but it, packing order, I'm sure the IC title will probably be next, but I think Walter's the right person to hold the title right now. For um, sure. Not to interrupt, but, like, I love, like, you know, if Roman, we're seeing him on SmackDown and nowhere else, they got to make, on Raw, they got to make the U.S. title a focal point. But, however, with the IC title, like, Triple H, can he just, like, remember? That was his first title. Yeah. Yeah, he's going to remember these things. Even tag team wrestling. A multi-multi-time IC champion. Yeah, even tag team wrestling. Tag team wrestling is going to be relevant again. Men's and women's divisions, because I think Toxic Attraction is getting called up. I think Mandy Rose will end up dropping her title to Zoe Stark, and that's when you get Toxic Attraction coming, because Toxic Attraction lost lost their four-way to um, Katana, Chance, and Caden Carter. So I think Toxic Attraction will come up, so you'll bring them up to bring back to bring up the women's tag team division. In Toxic Attraction, they don't they don't need to stay in NXT anymore. So there's so many things to be excited. There's no division. What? They need to make the women's tag team. Well, they'll they'll make one, but that's what they're doing. Like even they got Bailey Stable. That that's a that that's a team. Um, they're kind of teasing Alexa and Oscar as a combo, but we'll see where that goes. But I believe everything's kind of going to be built back up to what it needs to be because Triple H is a mark for the business and he understands and. Especially nowadays, uh, I know you're not really a basketball guy, but um, a, I'm not sure if this is what, this is with baseball or football, but there's a term called player's coach, and Triple H is deemed a player's coach at this at this point in his career. He's not the old guard; he's the new guy with the fresh face who who worked who worked as a talent and listens to these talents' ideas and things like that. So that he can relate more to the talent than Vince can probably ever can. So that that in its own, especially. Especially now in the NBA, like guys like he maybe Doka and Darvin Ham's the new LA Lakers coach. You see, you see that. So Triple A definitely gonna be able to relate there. Go ahead. Well, a comparison also made to basketball. They make the the statement all the time about how some of the greatest basketball coaches of all time that played the game weren't all star. weren't the players. Oh yeah, oh, they definitely. They, mm-hmm. they, but the thing I love where they talk about the women always talk about how great of a coach Fit Finley has been. Or Norman Smiley. But, like, where did they get in prominence? Or you think of, like, the agents that they deal with. And no disrespect to the names I'm about to say, because these are some of my childhood favorites, but Shane Helms, The Road Dog, um, Jeff Jarrett, Modern Day, um, 
Dean Malenko, again, a great technician, but were they ever like were they ever the main guy? Were they ever the 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 in the main event or uh they weren't you got a WrestleMania and a payback pay-per-view poster behind you. They didn't main event the B-level shows and they definitely didn't WrestleMania uh main event WrestleMania. The thing that's great about Triple H is he's a proven coach. He's done it for many years. The talent love him, but he's also the game. He's also the king of the kings. He's he's one of the few people that have went to the top and could actually still coach. Yeah, definitely. And a couple of things that he did rectify that he made right in the world was he made Becky Lynch face, so essentially she'll probably come back as the man. And Ronda Rousey, that wasn't really they're deeming it a heel turn, but I don't think it's a full heel treatment. turn. Yeah, I don't think it's a full heel turn until she gets back. Because she kind of, she didn't she she didn't get it was a wonky finish. She didn't really get screwed. Her shoulders were down. Liv did tap, but that's kind of like a cut some of a baby face thing. But I think she'll kind of get he, the heel run when she end up ends up returning eventually, which I do think is probably end up being close to extreme rules. Because I did like the fact that they're gonna actually go and give Liv a little bit a little bit of run with the title and not do a Vince thing and just swap swap right back. It's going to be later. I think she comes back to Survivor Series or after. It's only a month, so it's in, it's in the same ballpark, so I'll take that. I, 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 it'll be between those two months, though, I do believe. Yeah, I mean, I always, I, I'll be, I'm a fan of it if she, if she comes back sooner, but I just think she's, I think it's going to be the Brock treatment. Like, she was there for a couple big shows, now she's going to be on the shelf for a little bit. I hope I'm wrong. I'm a fan of Ronda. I enjoy seeing her compete on TV. Speaking of part-timers and competing on TV, what did you think about Logan Paul and his match? Oh, well, before we get that, we'll bring Howard in real quick. Howard, come on in, buddy. Howard, if you hear me! The Flowing Podcast has a rating system in place. If it's a horrible show, it gets a jobber. If the show falls into the middle, it gets a slower knocker. And if it is an amazing show, it gets the rating of ratings. It will get a showstopper. All right, thank you, Howard. So, um, Eric, you just kind of hit on it with Logan Paul. So, you can start with that and give me a rating for SummerSlam. Man, uh, I'm going to give it a showstopper. Got to give it a showstopper. Um, I give it a showstopper because I had the lowest expectations. I didn't watch it live. Because I honestly wasn't that overly excited. I was looking forward to the main event. I did have interest in the SmackDown Women's Championship match. Um, but outside of that, I really didn't really see it going too far. Um, or, or like, you know, hooking me. However, I enjoyed the show. I watched it the next day. It was great. And I really, you know, we, I really got to emphasize on, you know, tipping my hat to the second ever Grand Slam champion for booking a hell of a show, putting a great show together, and um, I'm looking forward to his next pay-per-view. All right, so go ahead about Logan Paul real quick before I, before I go. So I I will be honest, um, while, while watching that match, I was kind of in and out because I kind of saw the highlight so much on social media so many people messaging it to me. Uh, I thought he was great. Um So, like, due to his youth, this is, like, where a little bit of, like, my concern with him, like, he signed a contract, and, like, 
I almost would have, like, prefer he just has a couple matches like Bad Bunny did. I, I'm a little confused. We had three matches with Bad Bunny, two Royal Rumbles, a WrestleMania match, but he didn't sign a contract. Logan Paul signs a contract. Yes, I get it. He's got a few boxing matches, but he's not a former, former world champion in a different sport, such as Ronda Rousey or Brock Lesnar. I want to give the guy the benefit of the doubt. I'm not a fan of him. I don't follow him on social media. But I need him, like, if not this week, by next week, I need him on free TV having wrestling matches. <laughs> Do you not see that being a thing? Um. Well, I'm glad you, you kind of informed me about your upcoming boxing matches. So, that, so that's why he, he wasn't on TV. Because I, I was first shocked when I no. first saw him. Go ahead. I don't think. No, I'm sorry. I don't think he has one. Oh, oh I, I thought I thought you no. said he had upcoming boxing matches. I might have no, misheard I'm you. No, I'm saying like he's he's had some pro boxing matches. Okay. So like I get it if he if, if like he's gonna be like a part timer, but at the same time I don't agree with it. This is like taking somebody from another sport that, with all due respect, didn't didn't dominate in it. If Brock Lesnar, who's a former WWE champion, comes back to WWE, but he also went won a world title in New Japan went to the NFL, won, won the world title in UFC, he kind of can do whatever the fuck he wants. Ronda Rousey, who breaks all these records, shatters barriers in UFC, is a w- world champion there. She comes in, she can kind of be a fair-weather sports entertainer. However, we've seen her have matches on free TV. My whole thing is, I get it. I know he's only had two matches, WrestleMania, now SummerSlam, but... We have Survivor Series, which is one of the big four, but we really got till January the Rumble. I need this guy to be giving us some matches on free TV. If not, I think I think they're they're saying how last week Triple H's first night they opened the show with him and Miz brawling because they didn't want him to get booed. You got to start putting this guy in some free matches to prevent him from getting booed. Yeah, so the thing, well, I'm gonna give it a showstopper as well because I thought the show felt really well. I thought the crowd was hot. The entire show. Um, I actually, th- like, months back, before I booked my vacation, I actually thought about going. I kind of wish I did, because I kind of got the itch, especially with, uh, with with H having the book now. And, uh, by the way, I, I am inter- interested in Extreme Rules now. <laughs> um, hey, be outside. Okay, so. Uh, Get the straps. Yeah, so, I'm going to give it a show stop. I thought it was an excellent show. And one thing I did appreciate was, and this is a part of Triple H booking as well, well, the fact that, like, we haven't talked about this, but the world of wrestling is, like, an infirmary at this point. Like, like, undis- like Good WWE, word. like, Cody's out. Um, who else we got out? In AEW, until recently, we had Brian out. We had the Undisputed Elite out. CM Punk's out. And so it's like wrestling in the last couple months has turned to an infirmary. Getting better, but an infirmary. Um, Bailey, who just came back. Bailey, yeah, Bailey, who just came back. And then we have Sasha Naomi walk out. So... The, like, I'm sure we're still forgetting four to five names. Yeah, so like the way this card flowed, even without those big names, it all fit nicely. It, it delivered for not having it. it. Even like they took Riddle and Rollins off, but I thought even that little fight was actually really good. So let me ask you a question because I'm actually concerned, and it's not with myself. I, I guess I'll say myself. So I'm a fan. I think I've said it enough in this show. I prefer the AEW product. However, 
I still tune in weekly to WWE. Um, you know, I was at that WrestleMania poster behind you with you. Uh, and I'm interested in going to Extreme Rules. Uh, I, I hope that Hunter gives us a much better product. But concern I have, do you remember watching SummerSlam last year? Yes. Did you watch it live? I haven't watched a pay-per-view live. Unless it's with you. Okay. Unless it's with Which you. The only one I think you watched me was probably WrestleMania. I don't think Re- we watched the role. WrestleMania. Well, outside of AEW. WrestleMania. We watched, um, watched one of WrestleMania's together. WrestleMania, Hell in a Cell, we, we ditched. Because <laughs> we didn't care. Yeah. But that's, but that's, well, that, but that's about it. Because, like, 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 I've just been lapsed about it because, like, there are good things going on, but I just didn't feel like I had to watch the show. Because there's, like, other than, like, the three matches that you might care about, everything else was literally, like, the drizzling shits. So, I'm going to pay a little homage to Ron. My, my thing, and my question to you. So, I didn't watch SummerSlam last year, and I didn't watch it live. Uh, I watched, I think, at midnight. I think I watched Cena Roman. I think I saw Brock. I think Brock returned that night. I can't really remember. I actually was in Delaware. Me and Izzy went to see Dwayne. Made some purchases. We hit a bar over there, had, a, had dinner. And then we hit a different bar in, like, University of Delaware area. And then went, I think we were back in my apartment by midnight. So... I didn't care last year that I was missing SummerSlam live. This year, kind of same thing. I had plans to watch it, and then I just thought about how much I really didn't care. I mean, again, I think we're both going to be optimistic, but 2023, do we think in one year Triple H is going to make it so much better that where I'm going to be like, I don't, where I was every other year watching WrestleMania? I mean, I think I was in Las Vegas in 2014. And I watched it on my phone, but I had to watch it live. But that—that's just my thing. Like I missed, like, SummerSlam is not something as usually e- easy to skip as a fan, I think. But the past two years in a row, skipping one of the top three pay-per-views. Well, the one thing about this was, since Vince kind of like, since Vince did, Vince retired like the week of or the or the um. A few days prior to the week of, they, they, like, we didn't have an idea of what was going to go on. Like, plans aren't really going to change moving forward with the, a week out from the pay per view. So, for sure, for sure. Yeah, so, like, now, so, like, if this, like, let's say, like, a year from now, and everything's kind of like the way it should be, like, like it's not going to be a perfect show, but if everything is, like, treated with respect, um, you don't mess with our intelligence, can I see myself watching? Um, live every every um, every month on a Sunday, not every month, but I can see myself doing it for the majority of it. Yeah, I, and I hope that's the case. It's definitely it's just you know, it was it was something it was something noteworthy at least to me where I was uh, I was realizing like hmm I I skipped this last year. Oh wow, I skipped this again. It's not like Hell in a Cell where it's like, eh. Maybe I would notice if I skipped Hell in a Cell two years in a row. Like, you know, I'll skip a WWE pay-per-view once in a while, but skipping a big one and then skipping it the same big one two years in a row, it was just something that kind of came to my attention. I was like, yeah, all right. 
Yeah, and also about SummerSlam, I talked about the live in Ronda thing. I thought it was a there was a good way to get out of Ronda taking a, a clean loss, and Liv can actually have a longer title reign before it essentially leads back to Ronda getting the title. I, I think it'll be an extreme rule. I think it'll be Survivor Series, but that they're, they're pretty close together, so we'll so we'll, we'll be close on that. The main event was ridiculous, and I loved every second of it. The the forklift, Brock with the hat. The, I don't know what's better, the the, the match or the post match with Brock sitting sitting in the in the ring sideways with the hat on. I don't know what was even better. But I thought that was great as well. And I said, the, I said, the, under, I said uh, the undercard delivered. I thought the tag match was a letdown, but it's hard to kind of follow up with those guys they did last month at Money in the Bank. But overall, an excellent show. And I, I can't wait to see it. Now, you, you did say something that I kind of wanted to um, come back to you on. So you, you talked about like the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. Do you think, like, we're done with, like, these, like, well, not even the theme papers anymore, because Hell in a Cell is kind of the last one other than Money in the Bank, but do you, in the, the, the paper I'm looking forward to the most, to see how Triple H books and what his idea of it is, is Survivor Series, because Survivor Series has been shit for years. Like, we had the 2016 one, which was built great. That was the first one with the, when the brand split, first restarted. So ever since then, I think it's been shit. It's meant nothing. And I'm interested to see what Triple H's take on what the Survivor Series actually is. Because the Survivor Series is a concept. I'm sorry. One more thing. The Survivor Series is a concept that I've grown to hate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. I, um, 2016 was amazing. Um, I guess you could be super markish and think, what, 2011, 2012, where the Rock teamed up with Cena, that it was good. Survivor Series has sucked every year since I've been watching wrestling again in 2011. Uh, literally, I'm tra- and again, I know I have not watched rewatched all the ones from, you know, the 04 to 2010s that I did not watch. However, I just think like what original like what do you think 02 to 2016 like all Survivor Series in between sucked. I mean that's that's like my early easy guess. Well, like I said, like the 16 one and the 14 one with Sting. And when, when Dolph Ziggler won Survivor Series, those are the only ones that really stick out. Other than, like, as far as like Survivor Series concept, like we had other Survivor Series moments, but those are mainly singles matches and champion versus champion matches. But as the whole deem, term of Survivor Series, the, the tag matches have been nothing to go home about at all. So I'm interested to see what his take is on it, because like I so said, the whole concept of it, I just really like as an adult, I really started just to hate. But I do yeah, look forward to a champion versus it's been champion brutal. matches. If, if they go brand versus brand. So, there was something that I was... Um, is there anything going on in AEW that I need to talk about? Well, I need to know about. I did see Undisputed yeah. League came back. I did see Cook won the FTW title. I did see Team Taz... Taz break up Team Taz on commentary. I saw that. I saw the American Nightmare DMD last night with Jamie Hayter. My God, Gorilla. And... Sammy and Tay, too, I saw them too much too much on my screen. Can, anything else? Well, the Undisputed Era came back, and then they imploded. I saw that. The return of the Hung Bucks. Um, uh, I mean, we got a you know a re, a two year rematch coming up. We got you know uh, Moxley defending the interim AEW World Title against Jericho. It should be fun. Uh, I, Silly me, I can't remember if that's this coming week. It should be this coming week. If not, it's the following Wednesday. 
But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I've been enjoying the hell out of the AEW product for normal. Um, some old man, um, father of uh, Ashley Fleer, just <laughs> had his last last match. Did you watch that? I did not. I actually wish I did, but um, I've heard nothing but good things from the show. I heard it was a mess, and you know, you know I love being a mess. Shout out to everyone. Shout out to everyone involved. Shout out to all companies. Technically, it's first time ever this many wrestling companies all in one you can argue they had a wwe guy there they had jeff jarrett you had aew's uh um aew's andrada you we can be petty and say we have ring of honors jay lethal you know he's an aew wrestler uh and then you have jim crockett promotions rick flair in there it it's crazy okay two things um did you i've heard nothing but good things about this i have i haven't watched it yet but did you watch ftr and the briscoes I, I I have not yet. I've not watched their second one yet. Okay, so I'm gonna seek that out, and you know, at this point, I don't really seek out much. But yeah, but you know, like the world moves too fast to care, and th- mm. two three weeks later, I'm still hearing about it. So it must be that good. Yeah, and, and they would have said that about their first match, which I did watch, and that was amazing. And speaking of messes, you know, I love me a good mess, and you could probably guess what I'm looking forward to. The most in the next upcoming week. It's not a WWE AEW thing, but you can probably guess what I'm looking forward to the the most. I think I think it happens like next. It's in, not a WWE or AEW. Yes, thing? yes. Man, what is wrong with me? Yeah. You, you're gonna call me a mark, but I cannot wait. Until that Matt Cardona and Chelsea wedding um, wedding vow renewal. Wow, I didn't. Is that in Atlantic City? It's in G. I, I'm not sure, but it's a GCW thing, and I saw a Maven is I, officiating. It. He's officiating. Why don't we go? Oh my god, I cannot wait. <laughs> if it's in Atlantic City, are we out? I, I, I'm not going to be out of work, but um, I their show their show's going on late. I'll, I'll have to see that. Like I have to see that. Like, like, like you know, Matt Cardona in GCWs. It's nothing but fun and a mess. And I, I can't help but I the, love a good mess. I know. I, I especially a hot one. I speaking I, of the major pod. Shout out to Brian Myers who just bought a Bubba Ray Dudley off me about two minutes ago. Oh, did it? Shout out Brian. Uh, make sure make sure he gives you his, your flowers. Um, but it's. Oh man, like I, I, I really can't wait to watch that when it comes out, cause, cause I, I can already see how much of a mess it will be because they'll, they'll hint only all the bad things in wet, wrestling wedding history, cause I already know Chelsea's coming out in that Lita Edge wedding dress. I already, I already know that's they, they're gonna, they're gonna channel that for a fact, and I hope he still has the cast in the wheelchair at his ceremony, but. That's what I'm looking forward to the most in the, in the next couple of weeks of wrestling. I did want to ask you one more thing, and then we can probably get out of here. So I just talked about wrestling's been in the infirmary. So when we talk about we talk about the, the end of the year award show, there's going to be a lot of change because there's so many missing pieces. Some of the top guys that were so accustomed seeing as wrestler of the year aren't going to be there because they've only been around for three or four months, and there's 12 months in the year. So I think I already know your answer. I'm almost positive I do because I know you very well. So, if you had to give your wrestler of the year award out right now, who gets it? Can you go first? If I gotta go first, I will. Um, 
The reason I'm going, I'm throwing it to you because I think I know what you're going to say, but you don't know what I'm going to say. I definitely don't. And I'm surprised that you think you know, but maybe you'll be right. Who, who do I got? Mox. No. Really? Great guess. Okay. Yes. Great guess. I love Moxley. You think I'm that much of a mark that I was just going to pick him because I love him. Man, for the listeners, this is this is kayfabe. This is just me having a little fun. Moxley quit and gave up drinking, so I can't pick him. <laughs> just kidding, but just kidding. Still love Mox. Shout out to his recent AEW exclusive. That was a recent pickup. I know you got one yourself. Um, however, I did make a nasty joke about drinking. So, if I got to think wrestler of the year, I got to give it to a drinker. And I have a belt over my shoulder. You have two more belts behind your shoulder. The wrestler of the year has three belts. Dax Harwood is the professional wrestler of the year. Really? That's way out there. It's not. It makes more sense than anything else. He has had nothing but barn burner of matches. You could argue that his two matches um, with Cash against the Briscoes are match of the year candidates. He has made the trip, him and Dax, I'm sorry, him and Cash have made the AAA world tag titles more relevant than they've ever been, ever, ever, ever. Um, they are saving the Ring of Honor tag titles and they made them more important than the AEW tag titles because Jurassic Express held them and uh, that is forgettable and then they won their seventh different tag title with the New Japan World Tag Titles they're holding three tag titles simultaneously Dax has gone out there and had banger singles matches against CM Punk his own partner and many many more I'm leaving probably four banger singles matches out. So, shout out to him. Fight like an eight-year-old girl. <laughs> All right, so since I had the guess, how about Time you Time out, guess? and he cuts a hell of a promo. Okay, well, before I, ha- before I ask you to guess, um, Jungle Boy and Christian, I, 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 do, I have enjoyed that. I really Christian have. Cage is the biggest pussy I've ever known. <laughs> I, I, I love that whole thing. Uh, shout out to Jungle Boy. Uh, I thought he cut up a hell. Of, I believe it was last week. He cut a hell of a promo. I, I wonder I if he's thought, still eating Anna JAS's ass. I hope he is. Salute to him. So, guess mine. I don't think he'll guess. Can I have three guesses? No. Have two. One. I have one. You have one. Did they have a match this weekend? <laughs> wow. <laughs> that, that's for, uh, They were on the show. I'll put it that way. Matt Riddle. No. But it is Seth Rollins. Because it, it's not going to amount to titles. But I talked about wrestling being an infirmary. He's been there every single week. Cutting hell of a promo. And he's been a part of the best stories all year long. It's not, it hasn't amounted to wins or titles, but as far as work rate, being there and being at the top of his game every week, 
You kind of got to give it to Seth Rollins. Do you think we get an elite of him wearing polka dots? I gotta do that. I, I hope. Like I'll like I'll have I'll take another iteration of this this version of Seth Rollins with the polka dots because like that right there is he's been perfect. Like we talked like at the end of the year we'll talk about this feud again. But the the Cody and Seth feud you kind of have to include before Cody even came into WWE came back to WWE in that feud because they were trying Rollins' whole story of trying to get to WrestleMania. That includes Cody. So that was like a three or four month thing. And they had the feud with Reigns, Reigns and the Cody stuff. Even with the whole, we didn't review the Hell in a, talk about the Hell in a Cell match, but it, that match was awesome. Definitely a match in the year contender. And then um, the stuff he did with Riddle and Triple H along with Riddle, um, he's already, like Riddle, he didn't, he didn't seem like the same ditzy guy and he always was with Vince. He kind of he was ditzy, but he still had an edge to him. And that match didn't really have much heat going in. But now I'm actually looking forward to actually watching that match. And I thought Seth had an excellent match with Montez Ford on Raw Monday night. So I'm looking forward to what Seth's going to do. Now, granted, I know we're going to disagree. It's not a, Seth, as far as titles, but as being on being being as at the top of the game at a consistent basis. I think I think the rest of the year so far has been Seth Rollins. And my rest of the year definitely has had not only just way more matches, but way more better matches. Love Seth Rollins. Probably one of the top five best wrestlers of the year again. Or no, I'm sorry, not of the year. One of the top five best wrestlers in the world. And that's putting it probably rude to him. Um, I actually watched Raw with uh, Top Shelf Joey Walker this week. And he was trying to be optimistic about it because he heard about the recent TV 14 and Triple H. But the end of the show was ending. He's like, only thing good I saw was Seth Rollins match. Damn, that boy's good. Right. So he missed them triple threat matches. Those were some great matches. I think we did miss them. Okay, yeah, those triple threat matches. I think I think one of them was an opener, correct? Uh, was it an opener? I, um, I didn't see either. I, I think yeah. it, it, it was. Yeah, it was the first actual match because Becky opened the show. Yeah, I saw the Becky thing while driving. So yeah. So I yeah we you know we were kind of occupied by a couple other things but he was into the stuff yeah, the and first, it was probably one of the more familiar faces for him yeah the first triple threat was the best I'm not sure if you saw the ending sequence of that match but that was insane did not oh man so not. Ali hits his 450 and then as he lands on top of of Chad Gable or whoever he hit it on was it Chad Gable I think it was Chad Gable so he hits the 450. Stop, like he pops up and Styles catches him into a Styles clash. It, it was never seen it before. It was insane. So I thought I thought like and I actually made it, and I actually made it a point to sit through all of Raw. I like, I might have missed one segment, but I sat through majority of it. And because I, I wanted I wanted to come here and I wanted to see the differences in what the show was. And plus I was they did hook me with the whole. I'm not sure if you saw that tweet that WWE put out about it. It, it was it was kind of teasing Sasha and Naomi. So I kind of wanted to see what was going to happen with them. Um, Did they see they put a tweet out tweet out about them? It wasn't about them, but it was like hinted towards them. It was like with SummerSlam in the rear view, who's going to make a statement tonight? So rear view, Naomi's finish, statement, the bank statement. Wow, jeez, what a freaking reach! <laughs> yeah. That the internet, you know, Triple H is a troll. And this is the I new. I hate the IWC. This is the new WWE. So and also like there's more, there's way more optimism because also like we're, when we come here, we're not gonna be like 
the last six years when we talk about this stuff where it's, we're saying that, oh, well, this is what they always do or whatever, and this is what this is what Vince always chooses to do. He's never going to do, put this guy, he's not going to put a title on this guy or whatever. There's no more of that. So we're going to actually want to like come here with these kind of like bright ideas or whatever because like with NXT, we have an idea of how Triple H likes to book things, but some stuff is like, Triple H takes the book thing a certain way, but some stuff is just what you do in wrestling, or whatever. So it's kind of interesting to see, like in the next couple, in the next few months, especially, well, yeah, the next few months or so, like how these things go, and like when we come and have our predictions and see how Triple H does change things up a bit. But like I said, I don't, like I said, some stuff is just wrestling stuff. It's just that's just old school wrestling. How you actually just book certain things, which I'm okay with. We, but, we should. Really, good thing your DX jersey has your DX jersey sell in the front No. Well, you should wear it at Extreme Rules. <laughs> you should pay a little homage to the homage. And, and, and maybe Extreme Rules will be extreme. Maybe. I can't. The iron. Even, even more excited. A pole match. Even more excited. So, uh, we will not. We do not have an AEW Supreme um, review for you because the male people fucked it up. Thanks, guys. Even I'm on vacation. But hopefully we'll have that for you next week or the next episode for sure. So, anything else you got to say about wrestling? Well, one segment was going to be, oh, uh, well, wrestling. Oh, you, oh, you, have, you do have things that you wanted to show me, right? I, I have a thing. Okay, go Maybe. ahead. Shoot. Actually, real quick. I almost interrupted you earlier, earlier, earlier. We were talking about the recent booking of Champa, But I've been meaning to bring this up or send this in the group text. Somebody, this may have already been declared somewhere, so maybe I'm late. So excuse me if it has been. I know you have his NXT figure, the Elite, right? Or did you purge it already? Which NXT Elite? The, Champa, Ch- uh, the ringside. The, I have it. Almost, it almost got purged because he was on, he was on Raw. He wasn't doing a damn thing. Now I have a new like found like kind of love for Champa and wrestling again a little bit. His DIY Elite. Do you have it? I don't have that. What about his Fire Elite? I have is, that. Probably still goes for money. Oh, yeah, I have that. I will... Dying it slash I assume it has to be recycled goods, but is he wearing the same pants that the DX Elites come with? Um, that's... They're, they're both camo. I'm not sure if his are bag... You would have to assume. I would assume. Like, I'm only assuming. I haven't saw anybody brought it up, but I was thinking about... I think I ran into my DIY Elites. And I started thinking, I was like, ah, I still had the ringside one. And I was like, oh, I love that other one. I was thinking about how good it was. And then it was like literally just popped in my head because I bought another road dog for six bucks to open it loose and, or for another loose one. I actually just cut the, sl- the sleeves off the shirt. So it's like ring gear uh, road dog. And then that when I was put in the pants, away, I was like, I wonder if these are the same thing as Champa's. However, yes, that's, that's that. Um, I, think Champa's have the, I think Champa's has the knee brace over it, though. I think. Yeah, but, well, it's removable. Yeah, other than that, I'm, I'm pretty the sure whole, the same. Everything's removable because it's supposed to be a two-in-one figure so you could have them in wrestling trunks. Yeah. So, uh, you know, however, um, you know, I don't usually talk about, like, clothing merch, but whatever. I got, you know, got my Asylum Rumble Championship. That recently came in. Um, since we talked, I actually went on a little bit of a Super 7 thing, which I wish I didn't do. Really? I actually, I, I don't. I, I, I love them. Um, I kind of want, I, I had big FOMO about the New Japan ones. Um, I should have bought 
the bundle off a of Big Bad Toy Store. I think that was the place. And just got Series 1. Mainly, I kind of want them because the belts, because actually fabricated toys and the forbidden figures are now six months out for belt orders. So that's a little heartbreaking. Um, I ended up getting a really good deal on a Andre, and this is the Andre that's kind of like his uh, Toys R Us exclusive, but a Super 7 version comes with a belt, has long hair. Um, I got that one, that, Okada, and Tanahashi. Okada, Tanahashi, I haven't opened yet. I only opened the Andre, and I did get the Good Brothers. I was torn, and I was going to wait to open the Good Brothers because I wanted to place a Forbidden Figures order and get an FTW belt for Cage or Starks, and then I want to get um, Impact Tag belts for the Good Brothers. But, again, I'm a little torn because Forbidden Figures is so far out with their production. Um, outside of that, I did receive AEW Unrivaled 9. Great series. Absolutely love every one of those figures. It's so awesome that there's um you know it's it's like the first time since series four no series three that everyone well outside of unmatched but it's rare that it's a series everyone's brand new um oh and i did get series 10 in the mail 10 10's really good too so i got nine and ten um i feel like unmatched i'm behind like two sets uh what else what else what else yeah i, did, I grabbed a couple legends for cheap I did get the, I had no Pete Jake the Saints, not that I necessarily need one, but for six bucks, I did get the blue tights. Um, what else, what else? So I mentioned I got the Moxley. Um, I feel like there is one other. Oh, I was bummed. I did I did try to, I, try, I tested my luck. I did order two Thunder Roses, hoping I would get a chase, but I, do you have one of those already, right? You bought it in the wild or no? You don't want it. Yeah, I, yeah, I have Thunder Rosa. I found it in the wild. So, yeah, I might see if Teen wants it. If not, just trade bait down the road. Um, oh, and then most recently, got a great deal in the uh, Major Wrestling Figure Podcast. <laughs> and got the illustrious what, WrestleMania 25? Mm-hmm. Defining Moments, WrestleMania 25, Amit Lucy, HBK. Uh, if, I don't know if I said this before we were on air, but uh, uh, yeah, I think it was before we were on air. I did just get the um, fan takeover Michaels. I do have a second one on way, so I'm uh, just going to wait to which box is more dinged up, and I'll be opening one of those because that might arguably be the greatest Shawn Michaels figure ever or <laughs> maybe it's going to be the greatest action figure ever if, as a Shawn Michaels mark. But I'm glad I finally have this. I, um, with, like, this head scan, I, I have one Elite, and it's, like, Series one through not seven, maybe I don't know. It's the one where he's supposed to have a blue shirt, but I ended up getting it loose for literally nothing. So it's cool to have a, a non DX, uh, and I call it modern, but this is over twelve years ago. So um, it's cool to have a, a, one of those Shawns from that era. I, it wasn't my era of Shawn Michaels, but it's, or you know, I wasn't even a fan at the time. But it's it's cool to have this, and then. Also, I've been trying to hunt this figure for like three or four years, and it's just, it's been crazy in, in price. This guy must have been crazy desperate. I almost bought the uh, Toys R Us uh, Vince. I originally, initially inquired about the guy because he had it, and then he had, there was a mark on the pants, and then the suit had a flare, uh, like a little fray at the bottom of it. He got the mark off, and I was sleeping, and then somebody bought the Vince. I was like, well, then he gave me $20 off of this from what he had it posted for. I was like, all right, I'm taking it, so... Yep, 
Tiny Moments, Shawn Michaels from WrestleMania 25. Great new pickup. Yeah, so how do you feel about buying those old figures now, knowing that we're getting re-releases like as far as Ultimates or just up, updated, updated versions of those, of those uh, figures? Or, or re-releases? It's extremely bitter. Um, but, like, I see it in both ways because, you know, with me, you know, my Mattel collection is going on, you know, seven and a half, almost eight years of me buying them. So there are figures that I have that have got redone. We were talking about it earlier, but, like, the Ruthless Aggression Brock Lesnar is essentially his ringside exclusive without the shirt. So it's like, ah, I don't need it. Like, just to have that extra elbow joint, not really for me. Um, it is a little frustrating, and I got an amazing deal on it, but I got the two defining moments to build the main event from WrestleMania Seven, the Macho Man and the Ultimate Warrior, and I got an amazing deal on it, a brag-worthy deal, and then now we're going to get an ultimate of it. Uh, I mean, both those figures are still mock. I've actually been, like, waiting for the right occasion to open them. Um, but, yeah, it, it, it's frustrating. It's still – I have a hard time kind of, like – I don't know. We all know I'm a hoarder with, with my collecting, but like certain figures to me, I feel like is I don't know. It's kind of where I pick and choose. Like, do those extra joints make it worth? Like, do I gotta buy it? Like, Vader from Elite Thirty Thirty One, and then to get, I don't know. Maybe I could purge that figure because I'm gonna need the uh, the Rumble one because it's part of the build a figure set. So it, it's complicated. <laughs> yeah. So for me, um, the ones that I've been the figures that I think. I'm in the boat where the figures that are sought after are out of my price range. I just can't pull the trigger on it. So if it comes out like an ultimate form, and re or, 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 or for, for retail, of course I'm going to get it. And um, for sure. And we talked about it last week about how some of the older ringsides are kind of like they're not rendered obsolete, but like unless you have the mock, it's obsolete. Like if you have the ringside Macho Man mock, you're still good. If you have a if you, if you have a loose and you're trying to sell it, I think you're kind of out the game on that. It still holds its value because it's the first one. It still holds value, but it's not going to hold that $100, $120 loose value that it probably once had. It might yeah. go down to maybe 80 close to that. I, I backed out on a deal. I'm missing three elite Macho Mans, and a guy had two of them, the NWO ringside and the All-Stars 2-pack from Morrison. And we were right there on a deal. It was a little... It was, it was a great deal. It was thirty more than I wanted to pay, but it was, it was a good deal. I was just trying to I was trying to steal. So, yeah, but it's crazy, and it's still one of those things. Just like when I have so many Macho Man's, it's like if I could complete it and it makes sense, if the deals make sense, I'll still try to complete it. I think like you know, I, you know, obviously I'm going to get the ultimate, and if I could get all the ones from the past, it's one of those illustrious characters, and it, it's it's cool to just kind of be a completist. Yeah. So. That's where I'm at on that. Um, anything else? Super random, super random. Just because you know, if budget wasn't in mind and you, you couldn't resell it, what's the most expensive Mattel figure that you would love to acquire for your collection? Well, I think I actually did that already. Um, I bought it loose, and because um, like I had like tiny moments. Yes, I was very upset. Like when I bought, it, I was pissed off. Like, I couldn't believe I, I paid that. I, I paid eighty bucks loose with the flag, but the flag, of course, is the flag, with Flaggate went around that time. Flag was a little jacked up, but it's a 
thin paper flag. So it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what you really with the code, 80 bucks still a really good deal for it. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's still, that's a deal right now, President Day. Yeah, so like, so like, uh, I was talking about in the major group, major group about my uh, rules. Um, so I was like, I have the anvil from the Heart Foundation 97, so I can't get rid of that Brett because it matches it because it has the same jacket. So I can't get rid you of it. You don't have Pillman, do you? No, I don't. Or or Bulldog. So I'm pretty sure Bulldog will come out again. I, I need that Brett because I have Pillman, Bulldog, and Anvil. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, so it's like whenever um, – I'm pretty sure the Bulldog will be coming again later down the road, but that's what I'm missing. But I, but I can't pull myself to get rid of that Brett because of that. Hopefully Jeremy drinks a couple couple beverages one day and he just says, screw it. Here's a heart foundation, bro. Please, please. All right, guys. So um, that's it for the show. I'll be in New Orleans this weekend. Eric will be at, what's that? You don't want to know my one Mattel with no budget? What oh, I would take? well, you don't have a budget as it is. That's a great point. <laughs> Actually, I don't know what the proper answer would be, but right now I'll just say King Harley race and I'm out. And you know what's funny? I saw that when it first came out in the wild. I just walked right past it because I did not give a damn. I told you, you this. Cause and we're, you and know we're me. Best friends you know me. At home. You know what? But this was like, what, four or five years ago at this point. And it's like, me knowing you, it's just like, what's your favorite Harley match? Uh, I'm a story guy. It's <laughs> story. It's story. Uh-huh. So, so it's like, I, just, I probably walked past it, didn't even think too two seconds about it but you gotta think that but, but you despite screwing your best friend you it's gotta kill you knowing that that is a 350 oh yeah I, I saw no i saw the whole set at walmart all four yeah that's my cue folks <laughs> we'll see you next week so, here at the I'm Matt pretty Madness sure. wrestling podcast use the code horn ringside and madness save 10 percent aaron will screw you if he's your best friend and steal and that $80 set, man. You should, geez. I saw the whole set. I remember the day I saw it. It was, a, it was a, the, the, the trash ghetto Walmart. I remember it. It was all four, four figures on the shelf. I had no clue that Harley would end up going like that. But you have to think that it'll be in that uh, re-release set of the Rare Elites coming up soon. Well, I hope and pray. I have I have the, the Build a Heartbreak loose. I have the re-release Dragon. I mean, you could dispute that that's a one-of-one intercontinental Austin. I don't know. But, yeah, I need that Harley. I need that Harley. It's the only Mattel Harley. I need three of them. I need to make a custom in a suit. Well, you need to work on that uh, Alo custom one day. I, just... I, need to, I, need to, I need to put Harley at a bar with Punk drinking <laughs> Jack. <laughs> oh, man. And make sure I'm sitting next to them, like, further down with an orange crush. So make sure Taz has the denim on, and we'll go from there. So Eric signs you guys out, as always. iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, Stitcher, and Madness at Ringside Collectibles. And we will see you guys soon. Talking all of this madness. They talking all of they talking all of they hop on the top rope. About to land with this elbow. Got them now. Put them down right now. Hit them with the palm handle. Tuning up the band, y'all don't understand. Fist the Superman, it's a summer slam. Here we go again. Fans mocking man, man, I hate my balls. Shut the Vince McMahon, it ain't safe to land. Off the cell, fans love it, ain't hard to tell. Talking madness, awesome. Well, what I'm cooking, man, y'all off the smell.